0: Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by Hipsters of the coast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick... I'm your legacy newbie with me this week as always, Mr. Jerry me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm excellent. You know,
1: the magic online gods have brought back the vintage cube. So I'm a, I'm a happy Jerry.
0: Is that second only to the holiday cube, in your opinion? Uh, the, or vintage is the vintage cube. cube is that the, is that's it, the I'm, one you love, right?
1: They're pretty much the exact same thing. Like, okay. I, I don't think there's really any main difference other than just the time of year that it comes out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've been doing a bunch of vintage cube on magic online, playing the hell out of that.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, What about you, Pat? What's going on with you? Not much. Like I was just saying in the pre-show, I've just finished up soccer season. So excited to have my, my weeks back a little bit for a while and uh, looking forward to football season with the kids. So um i'm hoping to get a couple games of legacy in this week actually uh now that my weeks are a little bit more free so yeah we'll be uh i'm, I'm excited for that for sure i gotta tune up the deck a little bit because i think i still have some uh ragavans in there so i'm gonna have to slide those out and slide something else in but <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, you, you should probably sell those Ragavans and get top dollar for them you know just in time pat
0: yeah, whatever. I, I really don't care. For <laughs> <But> sure. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll be unbanned someday.
1: Uh,
0: maybe probably <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> well, we do have an awesome guest this week, Pat.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, you want to introduce him, Jerry. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, we have a good friend uh all the way from the wonderful city of New York, I believe, uh Roland Chang. What's going on, man? How much? How are you, how are you guys doing? oh pretty good. Thanks for yeah. coming on,
1: man. It's been a it's been a hot minute since we had you on the cast.
2: Yeah, appreciate uh, appreciate you guys uh, having me back on. It's been, what, I think I've been on a couple times before now. i um, yeah. just thinking about, thinking back a little bit.
1: Third or fourth time you've been on?
2: Yeah, I and, lost count. Uh...
1: Yeah. And as uh, Pat mentioned, uh, you're an active member of the New York City. Oh, geez. (laughs) New York City. (laughs) Our water is amazing.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's something.
1: It's all in the water. The bagels are so good because of the water.
2: (laughs) Bagels and the pizza. Yes, it's all good over here. Um, Yes, we we keep it alive over here. And, uh, you know. A lot of our lgs scene has been anywhere from 15 to 20 people per week so i i mean i'm not feeling too many of the effects of a dead format but uh (laughs) i'm kind of used to that after (laughs) you're playing so many years of vintage Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah how's uh how's the boston scene for for legacy
1: uh it's good i haven't really had a chance to make it to the weeklies because i moved and now i'm like an hour away from all the the stores that host the weeklies but Mm -hmm. from what i hear it's it's been pretty good you know Format's alive and well. It's healthy. I know people were kind of upset about the band restricted list announcement last week, but I think there's still plenty of people playing the format. What's it like in uh like, what's your LGS like? So for our listeners who maybe have never even been to New York, like, do you just, uh, you hail a yellow cab and head on down <laughs> to the LGS? <laughs>
2: Well, if you take the train four hours From Boston, you can enjoy <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gotta say yes. Speaking of the train, I have a bone to pick Because I was in New York not too long ago And your subway system makes no sense Especially if you're <laughs> colorblind It's like, oh, you gotta take the 3 train And then the magenta train And then transfer to the C train And by the way, these are all the same train That go to the same spot But they're like colors, numbers, and letters And overlapping, and it makes no sense
2: whatsoever. Well, uh, how good is your northeast south and west directional
1: but like barely functional
2: <laughs> like. okay well you need to work on that a little bit can you read a little bit
1: too yeah i can read sometimes <laughs> okay. also wait, okay. north, south. how can you tell what north south east and west is when you're underground
2: oh well that's a good question too but <laughs> <laughs> the reading part the reading comprehension comes from actually knowing which you know end stop is listed and which direction that train is going toward so if it's going towards jfk that's east of the city right you know to the right of the the map (laughs) so
1: what you're telling me is that it's all in this code that is specifically designed for only the locals to understand and all the tourists to get
2: pretty much and sometimes it goes sideways so yeah it's not like a perfect grid and um yeah it's there's no real rhyme or reason to the the subway system and it sucks but it's and that's not the only thing that sucks about it it's like super dirty and grimy i'm sure compared to what you're used to like in boston but i uh, I just gotta say boston
1: (laughs) keeps it nice and simple we got we got five colors all you gotta know is the color it's like red (laughs) orange blue silver green that's all you need that's all you need to know (laughs) and you're done
2: (laughs) that's that's pretty convenient um yeah we have like this number and lettering system that is like it's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes they remove, like, you know, they'll, they'll remove it from the weekends. Like, oh, five trains are not running on the weekends or something, or the six trains just down. And so it's only four or fives. And then, you know, if you want to take the one, two or three from Times Square, but sometimes those know, like that Times Square, they will be like the A, C, E, like B, D, all those Q, R, Z, M, W, like they're all probably going through Times Square. And like, you're like, all right, well, which one do I take? And well, your best friend is actually Google Maps.
1: Yeah. Except you don't have service in the, uh, in the deep, deep, dark, uh, subway. And so That's I'm not sure I mean, anymore. Meanwhile, I'm asking directions from the crazy meth head homeless person.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Don't get stabbed. Yes. Please don't get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I, was shocked. I mean, I
1: only saw like four or five stabbings in the 24 hours I was in New York. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dangerous over here. All right. I mean, like, you know, people get. Cabin fever or something, or whatever it is, pandemic fever at this point, I'm really trying to just survive. And they get out into the open and suddenly have to stab people, which is really horrendous. So uh, I feel bad for those victims. I, I just don't want to become one. So I try to avoid the subway as much as possible.
1: Okay. All right. All right. But I've digressed far enough. So you hop on your your rickety subway system that makes no sense and yep. you just get off at every stop until you find the one that has the LGS at it.
2: Exactly. So if you take a yellow cab, which is the safest possible route, they won't like drop you off in the middle of nowhere. It's in uh, our LGS that hosts weekly legacy is um, Gamestoria over in Astoria, New York. And it is not too far from Manhattan, maybe like 25 minutes by train. And you can play four, lou- four rounds of Legacy. And generally speaking, there's like anywhere from 15 to 20 players that we get. And um, our monthlies, which are every, they range anywhere from 25 to 30 players. So, you know, it's it's a good, solid crowd, a lot of good competition. Um, and there's one actually coming up this saturday so that nice be what, the 18th or
1: something oh nice are you, are you playing in that
2: yeah i actually do plan on playing that as a warm-up to your tournament which is yeah. an amazing time next week so yeah. yeah looking forward to both
1: and also roland is going to be a headhunter for the leaving a legacy uh, event if uh you come to the event and are you know, skilled enough to vanquish this end boss known as Roland, uh, you'll be earning yourself some uh, bonus store credit to uh, nice. uh, to gaming, etc. Yeah, we used to do give, uh, you know, old packs out like we gave away like packs of Mirage and Ice Age and things like that. And then COVID happened and all the old booster packs like quadrupled in value. <laughs> so it's yeah. like I can't really afford to give away old booster packs, so we figured we'd give away uh you know uh store credit instead this this year. <laughs> That's
2: not bad. Thank you for uh, including me on that. Appreciate it. And yeah, I'll I'll throw it in there. Uh if someone can beat me, I'll give them a Japanese foil of my choice. Oh nice.
1: excellent. Up in the stakes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, last time I did uh submerge for um if someone took down Rich Shea, which someone did <laughs> yep, and nice. that Japanese foil submerge is definitely a little bit more expensive than I <laughs> <laughs> remember.
1: <So laughs> yeah. That's like uh, a couple years ago. I think I gave away like a Japanese foil blight steel Colossus at uh, at the game at uh the event for like the charity raffle. And I'm like, this was a cool thing. And now I look at the price. Now I'm like, Ooh!
0: <laughs> At least it's for a good cause. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters, right? right. Mm-hmm. Definitely for a good cause. Yeah, appreciate you guys holding these.
1: <laughs> yeah, how's your how's your spice uh your spice integral and are you, would you say you're a, a spice champion or a spice weakling?
2: Um, what kind of spice? Like magic spice or actual like hot spicy? Oh, stuff like stuff actual or-
1: like hot sauce.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, it's probably about an eight. Uh, feels right. like I've I've grown to have some tolerance and i've lost a lot of taste buds over the years so i have to literally (laughs) add hot sauce or pepper to almost every single thing i eat so my wife makes fun of me all the time but um so funny story i when i first moved to the city and started uh we went on our one of our first dates um went to this um place called william which is Mm -hmm. chejuwon um and they have this noodle dish called dandan noodles right and it's a you know it's just all it is is hot oil which yep. i didn't realize and noodles i i thought i could take it and before i knew it i had i was wop- mopping my head with my napkin my uh, <laughs> and i had to excuse myself to the bathroom because i was literally just pouring down in sweat and like <laughs> making my entire dress shirt just soaked so um <laughs> You know, fifteen years changes a man. So, like, (laughs) uh, I've definitely improved my tolerance for that stuff. And uh, what? what, So, why do you ask?
1: So, I don't know if you heard, but uh, for an added incentive this year for the Room to Grow charity event, uh, you know, we're going to be raffling off uh, some prizes, but also we're going to be soliciting donations. And to encourage the donations, Pat and I will be doing a hot sauce eating competition where every, every $50 raised for Room to Grow charity during the event. Uh, we'll be moving up on scale of Scoville units for a hotter and hotter hot sauce every time.
2: Oh boy! So how much <laughs> do I have to donate? Uh,
1: <laughs> if we're our goal, our end goal is the uh, $500 mark, that means we'll have gone through all ten hot sauces, and number ten
0: is the last dab. It's, it's over two million <laughs> Scoville units. It is the <laughs> world
1: world Shit. record holder yeah. hottest hot sauce in the world.
0: So I had like a maybe a half a teaspoon amount of it a few weeks ago at a friend's house and it was uh, a very spicy
1: <laughs> yeah it
0: was uh it was something to behold for sure so
1: maybe we'll oh uh we'll, we'll rope you in to come into the booth with us rolling and uh and try out the
0: spice
2: <laughs> all right i think i cut uh i made the cut off at about like 1,000 Scoville, <laughs> not,
0: not I, 2 million.
2: The I last tab
1: is 2 million Scoville. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going above up up just... and beyond 1,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, I'm a little, yeah, I was exaggerating when I said 8 out of 10, right?
1: That's
2: tough. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I mean, I might partake, but I just have to like get milk
0: and yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be ice. miserable. Like, yeah, the <laughs> VOD is gonna be completely unwatchable. I already know that. Like, <laughs> I'm just bringing an, entire, I'm bringing an
1: entire. I'm an entire five gallon bucket of tums. Oh, yeah, it'll that's, be brutal. That's my, that's my plan. Yeah,
2: an ice cold <laughs> bath would be fantastic at that time too. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the Scoville stuff, and there's like the carolina reaper or the trinidad scorpion
0: yeah they're yeah like the people who make these sauces are sadistic right like it's it's Uh insane it's insane
2: (laughs) what's the most that you've had so far then like well pat you said get a teaspoon of this
1: stuff yeah
0: i had like a half a teaspoon of the last dab and that was very hot and i'm not like a big fan of like spicy food so Mm -hmm. it was it was very hot it was very hot. I,
1: I ran the gambit about a month ago at a different event. So uh, I do know that I can do all 10 without dying. Uh, however, it was not pleasant. And uh, I mean, I'm not a proud man. So I, I will admit that there were tears. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> half a teaspoon. I had tears running down both sides of my face. It was it, it's not like I was crying, but it was just completely unintentional. Your oh, body no, like, was crying. Stop. Was- <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, fine.
2: I'll take the challenge. It's fine. I, I can man up to it it's a little bit it's not that bad right
1: oh yeah right yeah no yeah, that's, we'll fine. See. that's fine that's <laughs> fine all right
2: i mean i've had like lamb bindaloo at a at a restaurant before and you know still um, melted into a pool of sweat but
1: <laughs> we, we do have to be careful because i did do this with another friend uh, like i said last month and he actually vomited at number seven oh. really <laughs> <laughs> yes like actually vomited
0: wow that is uh all right well so we have our, that's our floor. That's
1: yep. the floor. Our, our floor is number seven.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. All right.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. It's not a bet, right? I don't have to go all the way to 10. No, <laughs> of
0: course. No, 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 no. Okay. For, we it's gonna, for charity. For charity. The only people who are, the only people who are, the only people who are committing to doing all the ones that are required of us are Jerry and I. <laughs> Contractually <laughs> else, obligated. Yeah. Contractually. Everyone else obligated. is like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, if you want to do it, ha- feel free. But uh yeah, it's nothing is required for sure. You can catch me after the top eight then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't
2: want to have to play with a hot tongue. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the other thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, we might be doing like the top eight commentary in very hoarse voices.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right.
1: Um, though I, uh, our, I do know, uh, our friend Zach Turgon, he, he'll carry us through. He is also joining us in the booth, uh, as is tradition. And he has a hot sauce connoisseur. He said, it's like, yeah, I'm not even going to try guys. Cause, uh, I just use the last dab on my eggs for breakfast every morning. <laughs> nice. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He, he, he'll, he uh, he'll carry us through the top eight when Pat and I are crying in the corner. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: Doesn't he, uh, make, ice cream as well
1: yes yeah he started an ice cream making business
2: in fact can we just buy some to for just in case you know (laughs) right put it on (laughs) the tongue
1: (laughs) exactly have him bring the emergency ice cream supply
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's not a bad idea actually (laughs) Uh,
1: speaking of spice though roland do you have any uh (laughs) spicy metagame calls you or predictions you want to make for the event
2: well I don't know if I have any predictions for it. I, I was just reviewing recently the four season spring uh, over in Bologna.
1: Yep. Yeah. The, we talked about that last week. It was a really good yeah, yeah. tournament.
2: There's a lot of innovation going on over there. Even like Merfolk was in the mix, which was incredible yeah, to see.
1: Merfolk top eighted, I think. Or t- yeah, top, yeah. Top eight.
2: Yeah. Top four there with uh, almost 400 players. And um, there was only one copy of Blue Red Delver or aggro, in this case. Right. So, but um, I don't really have... I, I feel like the, the metagame is just... I mean, it's kind of settled in my mind, but, mm-hmm. I mean, to see those... Uh, see that Cephalid Breakfast at the top, that rattles things a little bit. You know, people have to be a little bit more aware of uh, what that combo is again.
0: <laughs> it's caught
2: yeah. me once or twice before, but to see it inside of a Yorion build is, is kind of nice, but... Um, yeah, I want to say, like, you know, I, I've been playing... Paper um, paper Legacy for at least in person for a good two, three months now. Mm-hmm. And going to these events, the monthlies, uh, local stuff around at Bearded at Dragon and um, even like upstate in Binghamton over at uh, Dragon Master Games. And like, it's there. there isn't anything necessarily too surprising, right? Um, and I think the things that we're trying to, that we see that are more innovative are, you know, the Ledger Shredders that are coming mm-hmm. in. And um, people have you know figured out a way to deal with Kappa. And mm-hmm. I think the most efficient routes are, of course, either the bounce or you can see Serenities and um, the meltdowns catching them early before that stuff happens. So I, I think the metagame hasn't really truly shifted. And I don't know if you know my view on the whole banning. Uh, that
1: probably should have
2: happened.
1: Yeah, t- yeah. T- tell us, because I don't think our listeners are aware. So what what's what's your hot take?
2: So hot take... It's not too hot. It's just, you know, I think most people have understood that both Merc Tide and Expressive Averteration are problematic. Mm -hmm. And when I see all of the Delver players just all united on the front of Blue Red and not even like, you know, splashing the green, splashing into um, black for Grisus, like to me, that is just a sign of unhealthiness of just... It is known that this is a unanimous list of anywhere from 70 to 75 of 75, you know, all the same list going through. And it it bothers me because it's just, you know how powerful these things are? Um, and I mean, expressive iteration is probably like, you know, it could pass. However, I think Murktide, it deserves that X because it's just... Way too efficient. Plus, it grows mm-hmm. even faster once those, uh, once a second one or even like other things are removed from the graveyard. So, I'm just not a fan at this point because I've seen so much uh, repetition. And I don't know if, well, Pat, have you played this metagame?
0: No, I have not. I've I've really like had no time to like jam games lately. But yeah. I do see the lists that are out there, and I'm not super super stoked on them to be honest. It's it's the same stuff.
2: And if you're playing 75 against 75 of the mirror, and you know it's coin flip regardless of play skill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty demoralizing to have to like face that, um, at least two or three rounds for six or seven round tournament. So mm-hmm. I've gone to those, uh, CG cons, uh, playing in the five K's while vending the other days. And, you know, it's, it's great to have that, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, watching everybody have, a, have a great time. And then like, you know, finally get to Sunday, I get to play and then have to sit down in front of the mirror three times. And you're like, okay, I probably should have just sleeved up another deck. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if uh, the the Legacy crowd is actually ever going to move off of Blue Red. I think that it's known that it's a very, very strong archetype. It's super efficient. And, you know, by turn, p- potentially turn two or even like turn three regularly, Merc Tide coming down. And right. that is just, it's an imminent threat that is going to, and it's answerable. However, the fact that we have main deck Pyroblast or Pyroblasts is just, ridiculous to me
0: yeah yeah so
2: that's kind of where i sit i I would love to see both gone because i mean if you've ever played the mirror it's all about just you know making sure that your expressive iterations are you know constantly repeatedly going off every turn and then uh you throw down as many dragons as you can Mm -hmm. so um that's what it comes down to and um it's been a little bit too repetitive so you know if if fire was the goal there they were were definitely
0: successful Mm -hmm. yeah but yes um ban those two please <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i can get behind i can get behind that for sure i'm not a big fan of Merktide in the format in general like those super powerful delve creatures have always been you know are super powerful delve cards have always been a been an issue um mm-hmm. so I, i'm i'm a, I'm a fan of getting rid of that card and express Iteration, i've only played in a handful of games just because it's only been around for so long but it was uh it, it's it's the first few times I played it, it felt clunky because I didn't really know how to use it. But the more <laughs> and more I've seen it, the more and more I feel like it's probably probably too good.
2: Yeah, it's taking the top three cards and you get to get rid of the last card that you might actually want to keep in your, your library. Like, let's mm-hmm. say it's a Mystic Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that That instead of becoming just a dead card in your hand or just like, you know, brainstorm locking you, it's suddenly back in your library and then you can just like fetch it up. Or it's just extra card advantage. And then the Mystic Sanctuary bringing back more expressive iterations and then dazing and bouncing that uh, Sanctuary back to your hand to get more expressive iterations. It just mm-hmm. like, it gets a little too repetitive yeah. and um, maybe it should be repetitive, but um, I, I don't think that it's healthy for what we see as a metagame. And a lot of decks have to warp their plan around that deck. And that's yeah. what I've come uh, to not really appreciate, but I will still play it just because I know it's the best deck.
1: And that's what you're settled on for, for leaving Galaxy. legacy. No, uh, no dark horse candidates in the back of your mind.
2: I will not confirm that because. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't want to steal your thunder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I'm known as a Delver player, but I, I have piloted other decks besides just Delver. And uh, there is a possibility. And I I'm actually going up to different events over the last six months, I've, I feel like I have have to audible before going into the event and um, become a little less predictable. And you know, deck playing a deck like uh, Death and Taxes, Yorion, like that gives me an edge against all those other uh, blue red Delver pilots that think that I'm going to be on the Delver uh, build that they're they're accustomed to. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, you know I know all the faults that are in inside of the Delver um, deck right there, but. I don't know if they're ready for me to just like, you know, take the the side of death and taxes, which I actually, I really appreciate that. And I think there's been a lot of work done on it. That is, um, you know, bringing the metagame to another level, mm-hmm. but, um, the, it, even death and taxes has its own faults with being a little loose or, um, I like guess soft to combo such as cephalid uh, breakfast where they can just go off and you're, you're just sitting there with a hand of nothing to interact with. So, um, that is just the the simple truth of you know this this meta game that we have right now.
1: While this is completely unrelated to legacy, I will say that I just drafted a the death and taxes deck in the uh, the vintage cube, and I can confirm, very powerful in the vintage cube. At least. <laughs> <laughs> death very and cool. taxes goes very strong. <laughs> Did you just have like a? Caracas
2: and Athalia or something. No, I had Caracas. <laughs> I had Caracas. You had basic planes in there. <laughs>
1: uh, Mother of Runes, Giver of Runes, uh, Stoneforge Mystic. Battle oh wow! Like I, I wow. drafted, I drafted like the Death and Taxes deck.
2: That's amazing. I mean, you, you even had swords or path.
1: Uh, I had a Sword of Fire and oh, uh, Swords of Blasheres? No, swords I didn't have Swords of yeah. I did have Sword of Fire and Ice and Sword of Feast and Famine though. There you go for removal. Oh, and uh, probably my my mvp was uh tithe
2: (laughs) that's a good one
1: yeah tithe for our listeners who might not be familiar is the white counter spell it is one white for an instant uh counter target spell unless its controller pays one and
2: uh manatide manatide yes
1: sorry not not sorry you're right tithe is actually a a different card entirely but manatide is what i had and uh i just nailed uh my opponent's days undoing at the worst possible time and it's oh. it's great because like i love playing the mono white deck and then just like doing the counter spell on the key the key moment <laughs> like they're they're storming off and then they go for like days undoing i'm like nope <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is one of my favorite uh spells but they i guess they color shifted that one right so it used to be a four spike and, yeah it's uh
1: it's the white version of four spike exactly exactly so good you can catch a lot of people with that. Yep. Yeah. He only has a planes up. I don't have any creatures. What do I need to be worried about? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amazing.
1: Uh, so, I mean, it that's definitely a fun deck. It, if if at nothing else that uh, Death and Taxes has some really fun lines of play to run through a Legacy tournament.
2: Yeah. Um. We've we've so we've at our LGS we've been uh, capturing a lot of the live magic that's been happening. Yeah, And Chris Benucci has been actively recording those for his, um, his channel 90s MTG and getting some good viewership. Now um, I think he's been actively, you know, reached out to by a lot of players, but uh, just, just to either play on the, um, you know, webcam live stream or like even just in the live episodes on, I think it's usually Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They do it, but um through commentary being able to explain a lot of the different matchups and Blue blue Red Delver is definitely one of the regular uh, decks that appear on there but um, I think last week I was I had a Green White Depths versus uh, my Death and Taxes build and that one went to time that one was just so neck and neck and you're, you're fighting off 2020s and bouncing the, or attempting to bounce the, tw- um, the Merit Lage tokens with Caracas and um, being protected by Sylvan Safekeeper, but yeah, it just—I remember that one being super neck and neck. But um, yeah, there's a lot of decks that are brought to uh, Gamestoria, uh, and um, bl- Green White like Depths being one of those, you know, powerhouses right that we're seeing right now. It's it's kind of cool to see that you know it can beat Blue Red Delver pretty regularly, mm-hmm. and I mean, even recently there was a Storm Pilot I think uh, playing over at Elds that um, just tortured it up or there. I think there were at least three blue red Delvers that um, he destroyed. So damn, but yeah, I think the, the metagame right now has settled. It has, you know, kind of evolved around this um, to be able to respond to blue red Delver. But I I feel like in most cases, (laughs) we're still going to see anywhere from two to three copies in the top eight. Um, Hopefully that's not the case. And like everybody does bring the spice um, for leaving legacy and, Um, No promises. I might not bring Blue-Red Delver, but maybe I should just like (laughs) audible on round one, depending on who I sit across
0: from. (laughs) Both both decks sleeved up. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's how I roll. (laughs) So what do you think WotC missed on their analysis when it comes to like the legacy metagame? Because, you know, we just had a BNR last week, the week before, and they mentioned Blue-Red Delver, but they said, oh, well, you know, it's a healthy percentage of the metagame and we believe the metagame will adjust and it's just a, uh, they kind of, I, I feel like they almost brushed it off as like a flavor of the week type thing. Um, and I, I felt like God. they had it wrong, but I've been interested to hear your thoughts on it, Roland. It's bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> honestly like it. I wish they could just do something about it and not just sit on their hands. Right. And right. the, the amount of data that's out there already, you got the Joe Dyer's out there already you know, spending a lot of time pulling all this data together so we can analyze it, uh, like show us different data. All I mean, right. don't, don't, don't just put out some kind of statement that's going to, I don't know, do lip service until the next one mm-hmm. and not even give us a timeline, give us at least some, you know, objective to look forward to. Yeah. And uh, and sorry, I, I didn't mean to swear on the, the podcast. No, so oh, can, no. Go for, go for
1: it. <laughs> say whatever the fuck you want.
2: <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I will say whatever the fuck I want. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I, I mean, I tweeted the other day. It was, you know, I was pretty unhappy with the way that it was handled mm-hmm. because we're seeing Popper have its own community and its, its own committee to be able to make those type of decisions or even like commander get their i mean at least have some say over you know what's going to happen with their own band list right and this is i mean i I would love to have their input but it's been a long time i mean it took a long time for oko to get banned it took a long time for even renin6 dating back to like 2019 and then Mm -hmm. we looked at ragavan for a good like six months i think and i don't know pat did you get to use your japanese
1: ragavans
0: yeah, just a couple times. Uh, yeah, not definitely not enough for what I paid for, but you know what? <laughs> what can you do? Oh, yeah. Isn't
1: isn't rolling your uh your Japanese uh, hookup for all? That? Oh, he's
0: definitely my he's definitely my plug when it come when it comes <laughs> to the Japanese cards for sure. I'm always happy to
2: grab some at the right price, and we read the market right at that time. And oh, yeah. I think you're actually still doing okay because they're completely playable and modern. So if you ever want to switch over to leaving a modern like instead Oof. of legacy, uh, please don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that it's fine. You can still get a lot of play in modern side. Um, and yeah. it's a reasonable card over there. There aren't like, you know, broken cards, like brainstorm that you can get right off of rag. Right. right. So yeah, uh, it's, it, it needs to change a little bit. And even if it's just one step at a time, and I feel like they did this with vintage for a little bit um, years and years ago where they mm-hmm. would ban, you know, one, maybe it was gush or something. And they would ban, uh, something else alongside it and then unban it if they needed to. So it could come back into it, uh, c- come back into the format and then see how mm-hmm. that actually worked. But if that is seriously too much work, I don't know what the hell they're doing then because
0: right.
2: yeah uh, I mean, we could have a committee of 10 people or let's make it an odd number that, you know, votes on this 11 people so that at least that committee is able to make the changes progressively and at least Know, stir it up a little bit right because right, right. We, we've seen this same type of decks just it, it's just a little bit too much for me um and yeah uh, i have in the meantime opted to in the ex- at least in the spirit of lobster con uh in the last month or two um you know shifted over a bit to pre-modern to play a little bit more of that and it's you know it's, it's a callback to the fourth edition to scourge days and playing you know a format that is very nostalgic but uh, at least I get to play some magic with uh, Dr. Rich Shea, and yeah, I'll be totally. doing that uh, prior to the leaving Legacy tournament next week. So, um, just going to be hanging out with him a little bit, play some gems and premodern, and then um, probably show him. Try to you know get him back into Legacy. <laughs> That's my goal.
0: <laughs> Don't tell him. Um, so I've heard, I've heard very know. good things about premodern for what it's worth.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, I it mean, worked. blue green madness is like you know type one, or a tier 1.
1: 5 too, maybe. Yeah. we I believe, we're doing still doing the uh, pre modern uh, side event mm-hmm. as long as uh, you yep. know people show up.
2: <laughs> oh, perfect! All right, so I'll have probably like two or three decks on me if uh, you know someone needs to actually borrow. But um, you nice. know, burn is is one of those long standing tier one decks, and um, I think it's a lot of fun. It was my first deck when I uh, started playing Magic, and I mean, as long as you count to twenty, you're good. <laughs> Love it! <laughs> Hell yeah!
1: yeah but uh yeah we're doing the pre-modern side event starting after uh round two so if uh you just scrub out rolling you could have some fun with pre-modern
2: i will definitely do that not scrub out but like i will <laughs> 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 i will try to make sure that i'm focused on winning as opposed to like trying to play more pre-modern but um <laughs> it, i i had a great time um at LobsterCon over in boston i'm sorry guys i didn't actually give you a heads up i was in town or anything but I was also vending that weekend, too, so...
0: Oh, busy, busy. <laughs> it was busy. half and half.
2: I played, like, the pre-modern, the North American Premodern Championships, what a mouthful, um, before nice. uh, vending on Saturday during the old-school tournament that they were going to have as well. But, I mean, we had, like, over 115 or something players for Premodern, and um, it's been picking up. So if you don't have the cards yet, they're still super cheap. I mean, I think you still get decks, like, anywhere from 100 to 150 bucks. I mean that might be even cheaper than popper, but
1: yeah. Oh, uh, uh, popper. <laughs> don't don't you worry. I I actually have my pre modern deck uh, sleeved up in penny sleeves, as nice. is tradition, uh, and it's a Kamal Fist of Crosa Goblin Sharpshooter combo deck.
2: <laughs> Sounds amazing. Do you have lackey at least?
1: Uh, no, because uh, Goblin Sharpshooter is the only actual Goblin in the deck. Oh, so okay. the entire the entire <laughs> deck it's land destruction. But it's land destruction, burn, and the entire process is it turns your opponent's lands into creatures and then kills them.
2: Uh, (laughs) that sounds really annoying, (laughs) but it sounds like fun for you.
1: There's a great combo, uh, Living Earth, where it's like three green green for an enchantment, all lands are two two creatures, and then you just combo that with Pyroclasm just to blow up all lands.
2: And then you get to swing in for the kill, hopefully.
1: Uh, you're missing the point, Roland. I thought, come on. <laughs> I just it's about sending a message, I, it's about Roland. Sending a message. I just gave you the <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. Okay. I get it. You
2: like to see the world burn. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Jerry also shows up to, to his pre-modern events dressed up as the Joker. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> <Awesome>. Super edgy. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but I'm I'm the uh, Heath Ledger Joker, not the not the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. The less realistic one. <laughs> the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is just like really depressing. Honestly, It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's like a, that's a, that could be a real person. Yeah. I still have to watch uh, that movie.
2: Don't spoil it for me. Nah, I won't say <laughs> <either>. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's, it, apparently there's a, uh, part of that movie that was filmed in, I think it was like Washington Heights, which is mm-hmm. in the, in the Bronx, um, little bit north of manhattan and it's where he's coming down the step the steps and it's i guess oh yeah 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 so i'm looking forward to watching it. i just haven't still haven't gotten through stranger things uh season four yet so
1: i have to make it through that
2: before i watch something else
1: stranger things season four is some primo television i uh (laughs) i can't wait for next month when the final two episodes come out
0: yeah um i have like another two episodes to watch the first of the first uh half of that season it's been it's been very good so far I've awesome. it immensely
2: pat you and i are on the same pace i have two more episodes too so tonight yeah. i'm gonna watch yeah. one right after this so um, nice. I, we can catch up afterwards <laughs> sweet <laughs> but uh, yes it's it's been like super scary and, and my wife's been like uh super scared so i <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I, I will leave it at that i want not want to ruin it for anybody else out there that hasn't watched uh this, yeah. this season yet yeah
1: oh definitely uh, oh Pat also another announcement. Uh as is tradition, we'll be doing the uh special leaving a legacy trophy for the uh tournament. I just oh, nice I just got the uh parts delivered today.
0: Uh <laughs> I do like that we always have the uh the DIY like <laughs> aspect of the leaving legacy a legacy. It's a sweet trophy. People like our trophy. No, it totally is. I don't know. I just think it's funny that we it also comes down to us to assemble it which is fun
1: well yeah i don't I know of very many places that assemble like card trophies
0: <laughs> no yeah that's true that's fair <laughs> but i'm so
1: nice...
2: sad guys I, I came so close last time
1: i know i know you gotta reclaim the title you know or not reclaim the title but you gotta <laughs> se-
2: i don't want second place. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta
1: secure the title clinch final victory <laughs> yeah
2: that was, that was a tough one but if you uh, <laughs> if you had one
1: last time, what was gonna be your card of choice to uh put in the trophy? Let's
0: see.
2: I don't think I had delvers in them. Did I have delvers in there?
0: Not yet. Yeah. I think the closest thing we had to delver was a mission briefing.
2: You know what? It's it's gotta be lightning bolt. Um I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't I put bet. in one one of my judge foil altars or anything, but probably like find a bolt, have you guys sign it, and then just stick nice. it in there like for eternity. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> yeah. But it's such an iconic card that I mean, I, I don't know how many copies I own of that card, but just like Dazed have like way too many copies of that card. Just <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, totally go with Lightning Bolt. Even though I tried to kill all of the Elvish reclaimers, if I remember, and still couldn't get it done. But um, Green White Depths is a very very strong strong builds even now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see yeah. it.
2: So do you? The question for you guys do you do you ever want to play in this leaving a legacy
1: tournament all the time like yeah, all yeah. i <laughs> want to do is play in the event but you know i gotta do our duty to the community you know we gotta I know, put but time in
2: can't zach handle it at least <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs> mean by himself
0: he does he basically does it by himself honestly jerry and i are just there for for uh for for ad-libbing basically
2: right, but <laughs> wilson hunter comes into town and like you know what's he there for if he's not just like you know taking over the (laughs) podcast? uh
1: i don't think i don't think wilson's coming this time we haven't actually asked him i mean we talk to wilson all the time but i don't think we've actually asked him about the tournament so i don't know if he's coming up this time
2: yeah bummer well maybe next time um yeah i mean i think it would be great to have you guys in there you know even have a bounty on your heads uh one of these times
0: um oh yeah And my only my only bummer from the leave last events is that i just don't have enough time to like chat with people and being able to play would give me a lot more time to like hang out and enjoy the event whereas like right now it's like so much of it is set up and getting things streaming and then breakdown and mm-hmm. and all that stuff and yeah it's not as it's not like um i mean i enjoy it for sure but it's just not like um it's not like the social kind of enjoyable thing. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm it's, like, it's like enjoying watching your kids play. Like, you know, you put together a birthday party for your kids and like, it's a lot of work yep. and like, you know, you put a lot of time into it and you don't really enjoy the party yourself, but you see your kids are having fun. So it's, an, it's gratifying that way. That's how the opens feel, you know, <laughs> like the kids are having fun. So
2: I definitely advertise as heavily as I can in the New York area to make sure that, you know, we can get more people up there, um, bringing alongside, uh, Dave Kaplan, and Hank Zong, I don't know if you oh, guys are nice. familiar with uh, those yep. two guys, but they are joining me for the ride up into, uh, we're going to stop in Norwood with uh, uh, Dr. Shea and then awesome. um, then ride up only what, half an hour, 45 minutes or something in the morning as opposed to driving three and a half hours. Just yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's pretty exhausting. But,
2: but yeah, I did that last time. It was a one day shot and no, it was a solo mission. And Oof, good yeah, Lord. it was uh, it was a long day. Um, yeah. And, you know that little um, that those plushies that Michelle sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I picked up a shark, <laughs> and that was the only thing that I had the entire time for like the ride back home. I was like sitting there. <laughs> With this shark, it's, it's the pillow? So
1: you, you, yes. Yeah, you have a three-hour ride home, and you you bought a pillow to take with you.
2: Well, no, it was just like keeping me company, man. Like I was <laughs> fucking alone. I'd be <Like,
1: laughs> oh, afraid of you nodding off as you're driving home. Well, that's
2: the thing. I was like, you know, I, I did call up my wife at one point while holding you know little shark dude, and uh, mm-hmm. I was I was like, all right, well, at least this will keep me company, like for that three and a half hour, or I think I made it in three <laughs> hours uh, back to New York, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really want to do that alone anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's always better with friends for sure. Right? Right? For
2: sure. For sure. I, I mean, I think I turned down dinner, uh, with one of the guys, but, um, yeah, by the end of, uh, the finals, it was, it was pretty late. So I had to figure out some kind of way to, to stay awake. And I think Red Bull played a part in that. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, excellent time. And I, I, you know, promote it as much as I can in the New York area, trying to get more players up there. I know it's it's a little bit of a hike, but you know, with the right planning, just like any of the SEG stuff, like you can get get out there and um, you know enjoy this because I don't know how many more um, you know legacy big legacy tournaments we're actually going to have, but right. Um, I mean, that's always been the case with vintage, and and like we always you know, we were happy with thirty person monthlies if we did get to that. And at one point or another in like 2014, 15, when uh, we were seeing, you know, vintage hit another Renaissance and that was really cool to see and witness. Um, We, we didn't think that, you know, vintage would ever revive to that extent. And suddenly at, at champs, you know, eternal weekend, there were like four or 500 players. And I mean, granted legacy still had what seven or 800 at that time, four or 500 players, people playing with black lotuses, like no proxy. It's kind of cool. Uh, obviously there's there's you know so the uh the whole budget deck challenge that if you finished with you know the no power or bazaars or uh, workshops in your deck you could get an extra additional like thousand dollars or something but i'm I'm really hoping later this year that you know we we get our eternal weekend back it's uh it would be fantastic to either see Nick Koss or another tournament organizer take the mm-hmm. the reins and you know bring back eternal weekend for us to compete in and, you know, see one another at one of the largest events that North America can have. And I was thinking that Gen Con would potentially be one of those spots to kind of relaunch, but I don't believe they're even going to even do that. So they'll probably have some side events.
1: I know I keep waiting. So I know there's like the Buffalo chicken dip and uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the legacy pit and those events are great. I just never have been able to make those work, but I really am just, waiting for like a legacy GP to come back or, you know, something, something in paper that is a good, like, you know, beacon for all the legacy and vintage players to flock to from all over the country. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And when I was back in college, Columbus, Ohio was, or just Ohio in that Midwest area was still a pretty big legacy following there. Uh, I know the Northeast had its own and that's probably where, most of uh, MTG the source like players were um, just like the same with the manager drain um, you know those players were either from the Northeast or um, across the globe but mm-hmm. Columbus had its own uh, really big following for legacy and we had our um, GP trials that we would always do so um, it's really cool that you know Robert Wilson's doing a really good job of getting legacy, Back to where um, it used to be, at least for the Columbus mm-hmm. scene. And he's got two awesome events lined up. I think one next month and then one later this year. So, and it's mm-hmm. going to be at a brewery. I mean, I don't drink beer yes, anymore, yeah. but it's at least I could probably enjoy a cider there um, and, you know, hang out with people. And it's a great location. Plus, I mean, if people are comfortable with it and if it's safe enough, maybe test ahead of time, like do a homestay. Um, and that's something that. Um, I've, I've definitely considered for other, you know, remote type of uh, in-person play. So if I would go to a different city and see if like there's friends around, because if, if I've learned anything about magic is that it's offered me. Um, I mean, maybe it's, it, it doesn't have it for everybody. And, um, but I think it should happen more. It's just a network of really good people that you can count on. You can trust. Oh yeah. And, you know, it's, it's the people that really do matter in my life because it's, it's just part of the community. And um, I mean, otherwise I wouldn't be doing any of this.
1: Yeah. Well said, well said. And yeah, you definitely make those, those bonds and friendships through magic that you just don't get anywhere else. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're on the slow and steady track back to normalcy and I, we are making progress. Uh, But yeah, that's going to be my real big test is, you know, when we can go to another GP or, uh, you know, another eternal weekend and paper and, you know, do some like big massive tournament where like the entire community turns out. Yep. Looking forward to that. Um,
2: I, there, there were rumors of eternal weekend, so I know I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that.
1: (laughs) I know. I, well, I was shocked, but I thought last year was going to be the year. Like I thought it was actually going to be coming back and then it was, it was online only. And I was, I was a sad panda. I think we blame Delta for that. Yep. (laughs) yeah that's right that's that's right because it it was looking good towards you know and in paper and then delta came out and derailed all of that
2: yeah i don't want to hear another greek alphabet
1: (laughs) 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 oh boy uh well awesome man can't wait to see you at the event um just to reiterate for everyone you know we're doing the raffle we got some cool raffle prizes i actually need to uh go through we have some judge foils that we're raffling off and i need to go through my collection and find a nice spicy uh you know crown jewel to be raffled (laughs) off um and then we're doing the hot wing challenge there's the pre-modern side event and of course the main event which uh i think is a very strong possibility i mean that's what we're planning for is for it to be a 5k um you know the store is saying you know based on attendance because the store doesn't want to get blown out if something happens you know promise a 5k and then only like 10 people show up <laughs> uh but as long as we get you know the about roughly the same number of people that we get uh as usual uh which i'm very confident that we're going to be able to do uh you know we should be racking up a 5k for this
0: event that'd be dope yeah Amazing. That'd be awesome
1: awesome awesome uh pat we got anything else uh before we start to close out the night
0: uh, no, I just, I don't want to give a shout out to a listener who, uh, who listened to the episode last week and just said, Hey, you know, I heard you guys were, you know, uh, looking for, you know, Patreon signups and he's like, I don't, I don't want to send anything through Patreon just cause they take money out of the, out of what I donate to the cast. And he's like, can I just send you something through like PayPal and, you know, to support the show? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to, to shout him out. I don't want to say his name cause I don't know if he's comfortable with that, but, um, I just want to say thank you very much. It, it means a lot to, you know, that listeners want to support the show. It's always awesome um and you know if listeners you know if you guys want to support the show and help us keep doing what we're doing uh it's you know it we've definitely seen a drop off i think a lot of it has to do with with uh you know with our current financial situation uh as a as a as a country so but if you can support the show um you always can do that at patreon.com slash Legacy, and is much much appreciated thank you yeah um, editing that's all i got though for that.
1: editing is expensive
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it is
1: I'd say like 90 percent of our budget goes to editing
0: <laughs> yeah basically yep <laughs> pretty much
1: uh but awesome uh should we get into some oh actually before we go Roland, since the last <laughs> time you've been on we instituted a uh a new little segment uh i don't know how familiar you are with the anti-work movement a little bit <laughs> do, <laughs> yes. you ha- do you have any anti-work stories that you'd like to share with uh, the listeners
2: like my current situation or like uh, uh, i could be either i heard about
1: yeah, passage i mean past situation current situation if you just have like something juicy that a friend told you about that's uh a funny story feel free to do that too
2: Dang, i did not prepare this <laughs> <laughs> anti-work it, well give me an example of uh the previous one really quick
1: oh just like just revenge like uh asking a boss for a raise mm. uh boss says no you quit go get another job uh that pays you twice as much and now you're, uh, the company you used to work at went out of business because you were the only one keeping the whole thing together. <laughs> gotcha. That's that's an extreme example. It doesn't have to be <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that satisfying.
2: <laughs> gotcha. I, I haven't quit my job anytime recently. I kind of like employment. But <laughs> um, I, I think there's a lot to be said about, and this um, this is just over the years, working in corporate, with my company and previous companies, is finding that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is not exactly anti-work, but um, you carve out your own time for as much as you can for the hobbies. And you know, magic is my anti-work, like mm-hmm. tennis or even like any of those other hobbies that I have. Um, that is where I, I find the most valuable time spent. It's with the people that I care about. And at the end of the day, the the company still does not owe you anything, and um, I, I do try to make it about ten percent toward work, and then ninety percent play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I am like a very anti-work, but I, I try not to you know leave that on for any of my coworkers who probably won't actually ever hear this. So, <laughs> 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 but fortunately, yeah, they're they're not magic players. Uh, I mean, I I I think that there's a lot to be said about having that balance. And, um, you know, it's taken a lot of time and years and effort to try to find a a position, um, where I've been able to find that flexibility, but it's definitely not the easiest to find. And, um, when I do quit my job, I will definitely have a better story. Sorry guys. (laughs) It's it's
1: all good. I have noticed, you know, those of us fortunate enough to be working in like the corporate corporate America tend to, You know, just kind of cruise under the radar. It's our guests that we have on where they're like working at fast food or a store. And it's like, oh, let me tell you, my my boss, Jimbo's an asshole. So one day I came in and I deep fat fried his phone.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got one. I got one. Sorry. That was all right. Less, less warm and fuzzy one. So um, when I was back in Dillard's working in college, um, Um, and uh, we had like a really, really shitty manager, uh, sorry, um, supervisor above our manager. um, you know, working in retail, it's not that great. Um, you feel you're kind of like at the beck and call of the general public, which kind of sucks at times, especially if they're going to preach to you, like, why aren't you still in school? Why don't you get your <laughs> degree? My, my, <laughs> my, my son's a graduate and he's getting his PhD. I was like, ah, go fuck yourself. So, Thanks, Karen. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, I managed to get through that year of just working at Dillard's and in the men's section for their polo section. And to keep my sanity, um, I used the locker that they provided us. And I was like, oh, what? I mean, I have no real possessions to bring here. I don't really like have my lunch that I really want someone to steal. Okay, fine. I'll just, you know, stuff stuff in there. Um, So every week would be um, markdowns of 25%. And then you get uh, the progressive week would, you know, print out more stickers and physically put printed out and put another 25% off. So by the end of the third week, it'd be like, you know, 75% off. But if you combine that with all those markdown stickers, plus, I think it was, um, you know, additional 30% off sale days. And then you Mm -hmm. get your like, I think it was like 10 or 15% off employee discount. That equates to roughly 90% off. So here I was like, (laughs) basically, throughout the year, making it worthwhile to have $10 or sorry, $7 Ralph Lauren polo polos and <laughs> hooking up all my buddies that like at college, like they wanted it. And I'd be at the end of, I don't know, every month, month and a half, you know, carry out this huge bag of <laughs> polos or underwear or pieces of luggage that were for $30 or like, and everybody at dealers is like, wow, he's just, I guess he's spending away his, uh, his paycheck, but honestly, like you know, that was that was the best anti work for me because it was, you know, a a big fu to like corporate there because they were not paying us enough at I think it was yeah. nine fifty or nine seventy five per hour, yeah, um, for a sales position on the floor where you're standing eight hours a day, and I mean credit to all the people that still work retail right now. Like you guys are doing some amazing work. And I mean, I try to make sure that like people, (laughs) I don't try to make it any harder for them that, uh, for the people that help me out whenever I go to a store. But um, yep. yeah,
0: that's my
1: story. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: I do Thanks. love that the magic player and you was like been maxing your experience as a <laughs> as a retail worker at dealer. That's, what, that's what, so on brand.
2: <laughs> you know, what was funny was that those same people that I worked with, uh, they, we were a team and we, you know, commiserated with one another and they mm-hmm. shipped me off that year. I think it was 2005 in the fall. They knew I was going off to a competition. They knew I was taking like what uh, a week off for Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And they're wishing me luck. And before I left, I think it was maybe Monday or Tuesday of that week. They all like got together and like cheered for me. Like, yeah, go get them. Like, and they they saw my, they saw my t-shirt that I bought from American Eagle. It said world champion on it. And I bought that for like $6 off a sale rack. And I wore, I wore that thing on the vintage day and I took it down that day. And, um, they were so happy when I brought it back and like showed them pictures of like what, what went down in Indianapolis so mm-hmm. I mean that's forever you know part of my memories of uh, working in retail and you know being yeah. part of these these people's lives that because um, at that point I was taking a semester off also of just and I needed to finish in the spring and just to mm-hmm. get those last few credits so I could have my diploma mm-hmm. and um, it's definitely been nice to still have that painting that I uh, you know that I see from time to time but you know magic's been a big part of my life because it just showed me a lot of different ways to kind of cheap life, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely know, on the efficiencies of life. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Definitely pick up certain skills from magic to, uh, like Pat said, to min max your experience <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we start referring to like, uh, you know, meeting meetings as uh, tempo plays. You know, maybe <laughs> you've
2: got so far, <laughs> dude. I, I, I don't know if you guys know what I do for uh, for professionally, but uh, in terms of. Being a sales engineer, I have to have brainstorm sessions and creative mm-hmm. workshops. And like whenever I <laughs> say those things, and like there's an impulse that happens. Like whenever you know have a creative impulse, say I know like address those, and uh, it's kind of fun to like actually talk in magic terms, and nobody actually realizes what you're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> like, now, if you draw up like a dark ritual or a Manatide, like yeah.
0: They might be like looking at what did you just say? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's awesome. Oh, sick, sick.
1: Awesome. Well, that does it for this week, uh, Pat. Is I think we're we're out of here, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's 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 all we got for this week. Roland, thank you so much for coming on this week, man. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, man. Uh, look, look forward to seeing you in a few weeks, man. We're we're not far away from uh, the next lal open. Yeah, number eight, I believe. Number eight, the Ocho. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe I'll put that on the trophy, <laughs> leaving a legacy. Oh, yeah. The Ocho. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Take it easy, guys. Come on down the button.
2: Never a